Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It was midnight in midsummer in the upper Great Plains of North America. It was my first summer on leadership staff along with other college-age folk at our camp. During the day, we'd find ourselves busy with all the responsibilities we had, but at night, we would have open conversation and wonder about the world together. We'd often spend nights out under the stars talking about things we wouldn't normally talk about. There is a freedom in the night to be who we were without shame from the world. I remember one night in particular, as we were out under the stars, there was a group of students, who included my sister, who snuck out of their cabins and were wandering around the hill in the center of our camp. Now, as program staff, we were expected to help the counselors provide supervision. So when we noticed that there was this giant group of girls not being very quiet, walking around in the dark in the middle of the night, we, you know, just checked it out. So there we were. They were walking around outside, and we could hear the conversations that they were having. They had some really larger-than-life questions. Who is God? Where did God come from? Does God have a body, a gender? What does heaven look like? How can God be three persons but only one God? Why are my beliefs different than my friends, than my neighbors? Do I believe the I've been thinking about these nighttime conversations with these campers and how open they were to asking and listening to one another. Questions that they would never ask at Bible study during the day were popping out left and right. Their curiosity overtook them. They needed an answer, and for them, in the still of the night is where they felt open to ask. In our gospel for today, Nicodemus comes to Jesus, and he tells Jesus that they know that he is from God because no one else can do these things without him. Nicodemus was a member of the Sanhedrin, a high priest of the Jewish tradition. He knew of the prophecy of the Messiah and how the Son of God would make himself known in the world. So when a man comes from Bethlehem performing miracles around the countryside, makes his way into Jerusalem, the elders of the church are going to take notice. Nicodemus seems to understand that there is some sort of complex relationship between Jesus and God, but like many of us, it's hard to wrap our heads around. Now, Nicodemus didn't go out in broad daylight. We presume this means that he was afraid that people would see him as Jesus. But maybe it was because Jesus was busy with other people during the day, and Nicodemus knew that he would be able to capture Jesus' attention that evening. Maybe Nicodemus was ashamed of his faith. We even hear Jesus mocking, his mocking tone. Aren't you a teacher of Israel, and you don't understand this? People who read the story in this way often point out that Nicodemus becomes increasingly more public in his faith. He defends Jesus to the other Pharisees once we get to chapter 7. And later in chapter 19, he shows up with Joseph of Arimathea to provide spices to prepare Jesus' body for burial. 
maybe when he came that night, it just wasn't time for everyone else to know who Jesus was. Maybe nighttime is a great time to ask questions that you're too nervous to ask in the day. The dark is safer somehow. In intimate conversation, it's less judgmental. In her book, Learning to Walk in the Dark, Barbara Brown Taylor talks about a full solar spirituality and a lunar spirituality. The full solar spirituality is so often lifted up as the ultimate goal. She says it focuses on staying in the light of God around the clock, absorbing and reflecting the sunny side of faith. She says the danger of this full solar spirituality is that it tucks all the sinister stuff into the dark, into the dark part, and identifying God with a sunny happiness and leaving you to deal with the rest on your own time. The shame that's read into Nicodemus's story is the result of a world that expects a positive attitude, a constant sense of divine presence and unwavering faith. It's not only unrealistic, it's also unhealthy. I don't know if you know this, but the sun does not shine all of the time. It's not even supposed to. Even in areas where higher latitudes, they might experience a midnight sun and a sun that never sets in the summer. They might experience the darkness the rest of the year. So she offers up lunar spirituality instead and describes it as this, in which the divine light available to me waxes and wanes with the season. Darkness is not dark to God. The night is as bright as the day. Lunar spirituality does not call doubt or fear or shame bad. Instead, it opens us up to realizing the full presence of God even in the midst of our darkness, so much so that we cannot call it anything but good, just as God has called all of creation good. So what if we look at Nicodemus' approach in the night, or approaching in the night as part of this waxing and waning of a lunar spirituality? What if we read this interaction not through a lens of judgment, but through a lens of apathy or even humor. Jesus' responses become not judgmental, but caring. Are you a teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand these things? You mean you don't understand there's everything, everything that there is to know? If I have told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? I'm really going to need you to trust me on this one. Looking at it this way leaves room not only for Nicodemus's imperfection and ignorance, but for our imperfection and ignorance. It not only makes it part of the conversation, but it makes it valid and okay not to understand. Experiencing the darkness of night and all it entails cannot separate you from God. Doubt fear, shame, questions, pulling back or taking space away, all of these are a normal part of our faith life. Sometimes we, like Nicodemus, come to Jesus in the night, whether literally or figuratively, 
We've all, we've all experienced a nighttime like this. But the night is a great time for conversations. The night led our summer staff to deeper understanding of our students. And this night led Nicodemus to Jesus to ask questions that he might not have asked otherwise. Night isn't the only place of questions and doubt and fear. Isn't, it isn't only a place of questions and doubt and fear, but it's also a place to learn and grow in our life and faith. Amen.